Welcome to episode 30 of the Sports Talk with Hunter. We got a lot to get into today, this evening. Going to make some college football week 5 game predictions. We're going to talk about the Bears' debacle on offense against the Cleveland Browns last week. And uh, what Matt Nagy said today in his press conference. The Ben Simmons saga continues in Philadelphia. We will get into that, the latest in Philadelphia. And uh, the big game, Sunday Night Football. Tom Brady returns to Foxborough to face the New England Patriots and Bill Bill Belichick, his former team. Played there for 20 years. And so let's start right off there with Tom Brady returning to Foxborough. Tom Brady will be returning to Foxborough Sunday night. NBC primetime. Uh, I think this is a game that everyone has been looking forward to when it was announced on schedule. Brady versus the Patriots. Tom Brady spent the first 20 years of his career with the New England Patriots. He spent the last two years, two seasons with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, I mean, this way, Tom Brady has a ton of history there in New England. When he won six Super Bowls there. Um, him and Belichick together won six Super Bowls. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to return to Tom Brady to New England. He has a lot of great memories there. All the Super Bowl wins and had some really good teams there. He led those teams, and he was just... Like I feel like a staple for New England for 20 years. Like, you always knew, you know, the Patriots were going to be in contention because of Tom Brady. And he's brought over that kind of that Patriot way over to Tampa Bay. That's why they're part of the reason why they ever won the Super Bowl in his first year there. Because Tom Brady for 20 years figured it. Tom Brady, by the time he was done playing in New England for 20 seasons, he knew how to win and how to win Super Bowls. And. He brought that over to Tampa Bay, and that's why they're able to win it, the Super Bowl, and Tom's first season. Uh, it should be a great, I think, it'll be an interesting game. I don't think it's gonna be. I mean, I think Belichick is has gonna have really good game plan for Tom. I don't think it's just gonna matter. I think Tom is gonna be motivated as all get out for this game. Um, first, the Buccaneers are coming off a loss against the Rams, so they're gonna want to, you know. Prove a point, send a message saying, you know, we're still, you know, we're still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're still the defending Super Bowl champs. And I think, plus this is Brady's return to Foxborough. I have Brady throwing at least five touchdowns. I think he's going to go berserk. I think, (laughs) and poor Matt Jones, who is just going to just, yeah, just poor Matt Jones. It's going to be a rough night for him. I like Tom. I like the Buccaneers in this game. I like Tom throwing for five touchdowns. So now we are headed going to Philadelphia. We're staying on the East Coast here with the Ben Simmons saga. And things have got a little bit spicier over these past few days. So yesterday, uh, Joel Embiid made some interesting comments saying that the Ben Simmons situation is disappointing and that what Ben Simmons is doing is borderline disrespectful. Uh, so that was Joel and B's opinion. And then today the 76ers withheld $8.2 million. Ben Simmons was supposed to be paid today. So 
I, this is going to be interesting. This is going to get ugly. And I think both sides are just going to play hardball, really, until I until the Sixers are just sick of it and they're going to say, Ben, just go. Um, I think Joel Embiid's comments kind of let you know what the situation is. Ben Simmons isn't coming back. Ben Simmons is not coming back to Philadelphia. If based off what Joel Embiid said, borderline disrespectful. That speaks volumes. That says a lot. Considering Joel Embiid is going to be the player they're going to be building his team around. And so I think it'll be interesting to see what happens next week. We obviously, last week, Ben Simmons says he doesn't want to come back. This week, things got a little bit spicier. Let's see if next week gets spicier. We do not know. A trade could happen next week. We don't know. But I think the the actions by the Sixers' best player, Joel Embiid, and the team let you know where things stand right now. Ben Simmons isn't coming back. No, no matter how hard they try, which I don't think they're going to try, but... He's not coming back. And now let's get into those Chicago Bears. And, uh, it's frustrating as a Bears fan to watch. I, 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 I watched the game up until about midway through the second quarter, and I turned the channel. Uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, Matt Nagy had a horrible offensive game plan for Justin Fields. Sack nine times, let Miles Garrett get four and a half sacks. I, I, yeah, I don't get how you let the best pass rusher on the team get four and a half sacks without making any adjustments whatsoever. Um, Justin Fields stayed in the pocket the entire game. Uh, you know, Nagy's running his five yard routes on third and 20, thinking that's gonna get his first downs, and just the game plan is awful. Uh, you see why Mitch was. Done with Matt Nagy. Um, this game plan was awful. This offense has looked awful this year. They are literally, in terms of passing offense, they are literally ranked last in every single probably category you can think of for a passing offense. For passing offense. And a lot of that has to do with Matt Nagy and his horrendous play calling. And... The Bears are, let's say they're 1 and 3. They have the Lions this week. And we don't know who the quarterback is this week. Uh, it could be Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Who knows? He might just put in Nick Falls. Who knows? Who knows what Matt Nagy is going to do this week to continue to hurt the Chicago Bears? Because uh, Bears fans are sick of uh, Matt Nagy coaching their team. Uh, I think that's been clear this week. There's been a lot of hashtag fired Nagy on social media. Uh, th- this has been horrendous. This has been awful. This has been pathetic. Uh, the defense carried to him that the one year he won coach of the year. And ever since then, it has been straight downhill. And things have only gotten worse. And I think that last, uh, last week was just the tipping point where... If this if this continues and the offense continues to struggle like this, Matt Nagy's gonna have to go. And the part that I think is just ridiculous is, or that's fine crazy is that Nagy is coaching for his job, but he's not acting like he's coaching for his job. 
And so it's like, does he really want to be the coach of the Bears? I I don't know. But either Matt Nagy is going to start. If Andy Dodd is healthy, he's going to start, which I'm perfectly fine with because clearly Matt Nagy is too stubborn to change his game plan for one week. For one week, he's too stubborn to change his game plan for Justin Fields, who is nothing like Andy Dalton. Justin Fields is supposed to get out on get out, out of the pocket, let him use his athleticism. And you know, the offensive line, you just you can't do anything about it. It doesn't matter who's starting at this point. They're gonna they're gonna be defenders all over him because the offensive line can't block. I mean, how do you expect the quarterback to throw the ball when the offensive line can't even block? I mean, it's like the moment Justin Fields, the snap reached Justin Fields' hands, it's like the Browns were already surrounding him. He had nowhere to go. And it's just awful and pathetic for the Bears. It's just, it's embarrassing. Um, Yeah, the frustration of Bears fans. It was like this last year. We thought thought Nick Foles was going to be the savior. Well, Nick Foles wasn't the savior. He actually really wasn't that good. He won us two games against the Falcons, which we knew were that good, and the Buccaneers, who I think were hurt and who weren't the same team they were at the end of the season. Uh, and plus, Nick Foles just has Tom Brady's number, so hey, he won us two games. But other than that, he really didn't do much. And I think... I think um, while this year, all the, I guess some Bears fans were blaming Mitch. I think now we're realizing it was more Matt Nagy than anything. It's the scheme. Like, you have to have a good scheme in order to be successful as a quarterback. And Matt Nagy doesn't have a good scheme for Justin Fields. I have a good scheme at all. He's not creative at all. So we'll just have to see how the Bears do. They're not going to be any good teams. Let's just keep that. They're not going to beat the Packers. I know they play, they play the Buccaneers. They have to have a tough schedule. They have to play the Cardinals. Uh, I think they have to play Seattle. I mean, I, I, I hope we can beat the Lions. I mean, if we can't beat the Lions Sunday, that that's going to be, that's going to take it to a whole nother level. That's going to be like a new low. Like, it's going to be like, Nagy should be fired. After the game, if they lose to the Lions, in my opinion. Just let them go now. <sighs> okay, all right. And so now let's make some college football predictions. The first game I have here is Boston College versus number 25 Clemson. Clemson coming off that awful loss at NC State. Uh, this Clemson offense with quarterback DJU has struggled all season long. Um... Earlier in the week, I was leaning Boston College, but I'm going to go with Clemson, and I think because they're going to find a way. I think Chris is going to find a way to win this game. I think that Dabble is going to have his guys motivated. You do all these talk shows, all these pundits, all these comfortable analysts, and it's Clemson done and all this and all that. I just think they're struggling right now. And so I, I think they're I think we're gonna bounce back. I think there's gonna be a tight game, 
but I like Clemson. Uh, number three, Oregon on the road facing Stanford. Uh, this could be an upset, but I'm going Oregon. I think they continue to win, and uh, I think they continue to hold down the Pac-12. Keep their ranking, number three. They're right there, but they're perfect position for the Pac-12 to have a chance to the college football playoff, especially with the way Clemson's playing right now. Ohio State looks shaky. So, I like Oregon. Uh, number 14 was Michigan versus Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan has not won at Camp Randall in a long time, but they're also facing a Wisconsin team right now whose offense is struggling. Grant Merch is struggling. The run game is struggling. The offensive line is as good as it normally is, traditionally at Wisconsin. Uh, I, I actually like Michigan in this game. I think they win at Camp Randall. The Wisconsin offense continues to struggle. And uh, Jim Harbaugh picks up a big win, big conference win against the Badgers. Uh, Texas versus TCU. Uh, I like Texas in this game. Um, one, based off the way they played against Texas Tech. And two, I, but also this is kind of a a dangerous game for Texas because they play Oklahoma next week, big rivalry, the Red River Showdown. This is kind of a game where, you know, TCU could come in and beat them. You know, Texas could be focused on Oklahoma. So I think it would be important for Steve Sarkeesian in that I hope Steve Sarkeesian all week has made sure that his guys were focused on TCU and TCU only because that Oklahoma game is a big game. But I like Texas in this game. Uh, yeah, I like Texas. Number 10, Florida versus Kentucky. Uh, you know yeah, I'm going with the upset here. Um, I like Kentucky this game. I like uh, the physical play of the Kentucky defense under Mark Stoops. So I'm going I'm going Kentucky. I think Florida's a great team. I, I just had to pick one upset. So, I'm going Kentucky. Number 21, Baylor versus 19, Oklahoma State. This is going to be a really good game in the Big 12. Uh, two ranked teams going against each other. But I'm, I'm a, a big Dave Aranda fan uh, from LSU days. as the D.C. there on that national championship team. Uh, so, I'm going Baylor. I think he's done a great job, and he made me happy when he picked Iowa. When I picked the upset last week for them to upset Iowa State. They did. I'm I'm rolling with Baylor, number twenty UCLA versus Arizona State. Uh, that this could be another good game in the Pac-12, but I like UCLA. Um, they responded well last week after losing to Fresno State the previous week. Like what Chip Kelly's doing down there, like what Dorian Thompson Robinson did last week. Uh, Arizona State is, you know, we don't quite guess really know who Arizona State is. Kind of been inconsistent this year. Uh, I Herm needs his win though, uh, I think. But I'm going UCLA, and now the, the three big games for the week. Starting number eight, Arkansas versus number two, Georgia. I am taking Kirby Smart in the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Two physical teams. Uh, I just think Georgia's just a better team overall. I like the Georgia D-line. I like the Georgia defense. And, 
Yeah, this is the Georgia defense for me. Uh, number seven, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. Number nine, Notre Dame. And this is a very tough game. But I think the way that Notre Dame looked against Wisconsin, the way that Marcus Freeman defense finally kind of looked like a Marcus Freeman defense, creating turnovers, flying to the ball. Uh, I think they're going to continue to build off that. I think this is going to be a close game, but I like the Fighting Irish in this game. And save the number one team for last. Number 12, Old Miss versus number one, Alabama. Uh, Nick Saban is 23-0 against his former assistants. Uh, Lane Kiffin was a, was a former assistant under Nick Saban, offensive coordinator. Uh, everyone's had their shot, really. Kirby Smart multiple times, Jeremy Pruitt when he was at Tennessee, Jimbo Fisher, Mark D'Antoni, Mark D'Antonio. So, yeah, I don't think it matters. I think it's going to be a close game, though. Uh, Lane Kiffin is bringing a good old Miss team. They put up, they, they old Alabama, Alabama defense struggled last uh Season against this Ole Miss team, I think their their pace and the way they play, the way Matt Corral's been playing, I think it's going to be a close game, but I like Alabama at home. Part of the reason is because it is at home. This is an improved Ole Miss defense. So let's hope I do good on predictions this week. Last week went 8-2. and two. So hopefully we can continue the winning record in uh, uh, college football game predictions hope you guys have a great friday and have a great weekend try to do a podcast monday to talk about the ap poll talk about the games the results for some of these games we'll see if does wisconsin get back on track does old miss upset alabama and one more thing about that old miss alabama game real quick if old miss wins this game and matt corral plays well that's going to be like his Heisman moment. I think that's going to be the, the game that people will look at back at if Matt Corral continues to play well after the Alabama game and he plays well and Ole Miss wins as the game that solidified Matt Corral as the Heisman Trophy winner. Maybe he's looked good right now, but if you can go on the road to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, then that's your Heisman moment. That will set you as the clear front runner to win the Heisman. All right, see you guys. Bye.